What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of It's a Vague World with your host, Rob, and my co-host, Jason. What up? What's up, man? How are things? What's cracking? Man, How's life? It was, life's good. It was, uh, life's good. It was a uh, kind of a long week, but we got through it. Yeah. Um, still doing my 3D printing thing. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, <clears throat> you saw pictures of it. It's uh, a dead by daylight kind of collage little thing. And yeah. um, I made a uh, like butterfly knife for my kid, like a CSGO replica. And yeah, it's about all that dice doing, tower yeah. you hooked me up with. Yeah, the dice tower. That's um, very awesome. Yeah, maybe we, should, you know, we could probably post a picture of, of that on our Twitter. Yeah, I'll throw one up on there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I was gonna print it to, for myself when I saw it, and I was like, man, you know, I bet Bam, uh, I bet Bam would really like that. So, oh yeah, I uh, figured, yeah, why not? You know, and you sent me the filament that you thought you would like, and got her done. So, Quite other than neat. that. Uh yeah, I got uh, a little barbecue thing I'm doing later today. Uh, what kind of meat you cooking? I think we're just gonna do birds. Uh, some birds, yeah. <clears throat> maybe some, maybe some kind of hot dogs or whatever. Um, I don't know yet. I haven't got got to the store, but that's not till later. So I got time. Sweet. What about you, man? What's going on with you? Man, just been just been the work hustle. Uh. Had a guy quit, so just been kind of covering down on that. It's not nothing too bad. So, yeah, just working, man. Working, taking care of the the gals here, and um, getting ready to put up Halloween decorations. I've I pulled them all down. I've sorted through them. Got the you know the fall gear separated from the Halloween stuff. Went to. Uh, the old Lowe's and got some more Halloween decorations. Got some little uh, little ghost things that you hang from the tree limbs. It looks like there's ghosts floating in your yard, kind of deal. Yeah, dude, I love Halloween, man. Yeah, we're it. getting we're getting hella prepped around here. I got all the 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 Glade plugins have pumpkin spice in them right now. We're get we're getting it's getting it's good old getting pumpkin real. spice. <laughs> it's getting real around here, bud. <laughs> yeah. I thought about, man, I'm going to 3D print some Halloween decorations as soon as I get some of these projects I've got going on done. Uh, you know, some pumpkins and skulls and maybe yeah. some hang on my door. Something. <clears throat> so, anyway, man. Uh, so, I got a topic to talk about today that you may or may not find interesting, but we're going to talk about it anyway. What I'm you think sure it'll be interesting. I'm down. I'm down. Always down. So, uh, I'm not going to go into specifics of anything before this event. Um, I got you. But uh, I am going to tell you about my visit to Scared Straight back in the day, man. Like, oh, it was 27 or so years ago. Yeah. And how old were you? You were like a a young lad, huh? I was. I think I was, I want to say 13 or 14. I got you. I think. Yeah. I would say 14, maybe. Um, I don't know. Those days in my life were kind of foggy, really. Bro, but, uh, I feel you, you so know. hard on that. <laughs> so so long ago, and yeah. so many things have happened that, you know, I'm going to try to recall from my memory the best I can. Um, 
The first thing I'm going to tell you is that Scared Straight that you see on TV is not like Scared Straight that I went through. Um, We did not um, get screamed at by guards and stuff like that. Um, On the TV show, maybe that's how Scared Straight is now. I mean, I guess it it is because it's on a TV show, right? They record it, but there's guards yelling at them and they like let inmates come in and like scream at him. They basically just make them stand against a wall and just get screamed at. Right. Yeah. Um, That's not realistic, man. That's not realistic. Anybody who knows anything about the prison system. Now I've never been to prison except for scared straight. Right. But I know some people who've been to prison and uh, ain't there's no inmate that is going to just stand there and let a guard scream into their face two inches away from it. Um, number one, it's going to make them look like a bitch. And in prison, you just want to incredibly frowned upon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you, you have to maintain a certain level of self-respect. Yeah. Otherwise nobody else is going to respect you. <clears throat> I'm not saying you have to be like the biggest, baddest dude in prison or anything like that. I you just can't, whatever. Can't but, no... <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you, you're not going to let that happen. Like, um, and I've seen a lot of uh, documentaries and and things like that of even prison guards saying like, hey, you know, <clears throat> if you want any kind of respect from prisoners, you have to show them respect, yada, yada, yada. Right. No inmate wants to have a guard out for them and no prison guard wants to have to watch their back. So if you go in there and start treating all the prisoners like they're pieces of shit and you're you're not going to fare well, probably you're you're in a house of hardened criminals who give no shits about your life you know what right, I mean? yeah. most of them um i'm sure there's exceptions to that rule i'm just saying this that what i've seen in scared straight the tv show does not portray what i saw um <clears throat> that's all i think for theatrics and shock factor so with that said i'll tell you about my experience all right um yeah so we got put on a bus a bunch of us um actually my best friend was there too he was in scared straight with me um which may have been a mistake to have us go together not my place to say but uh so we show up we're on a bus um we've got the resource officer from the school that i was at oh yeah um yeah he was the one who was like our our chaperone to the prison okay um he he uh cool cop uh his his name was officer wakeman um oh he, he was out. like one of the cool cops right um yeah but <clears throat> i was a you know I, I was kind of a troublemaker so we we may have had a couple of run-ins and everything but i always respected the guy yeah. i never gave him any 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 kind of trouble really you know what i mean if he i guess if he caught me doing something he caught me i didn't try to like bullshit him <laughs> um and in return he didn't bullshit me but we uh got shuttled down there and the first thing they do is they have us go in they introduce themselves um and nobody started screaming at us right off the bat nothing like that but they did like take us in and anybody who had logos on their clothes they had to cover them up with tape um or like take their shirt and flip it inside out things like that because they they wouldn't allow us to have any logos because that could be considered to be like affiliated with different groups in prison apparently um Um, 
so they kind of they they did that and then um they told us you know hey this is kind of the stuff that you're gonna you may experience if you know if if the guy who was taking you around you know tells you to do something do it um don't touch any prisoners you know what i mean uh don't just just basically conduct yourselves like you're a visitor you know what i mean um they said that you know they told us yeah you are going to be you know around prisoners and these people in in this prison i was in missouri state penitentiary um before they closed it down like not the new missouri state corrections facility but like the old the old prison um like you didn't closed. go to like county jail you went to fucking straight up federal prison uh, it's a state prison yeah it's a state oh, prison oh, um, i got you but either way like full-blown ass prison this wasn't like a county mm -mm. no this was a straight state penitentiary in oh, missouri wow okay um, it then. closed in uh it closed in 2004 and i was in there in mid to late 90s um hey yeah probably i don't know yeah maybe 95 96 maybe 97 um I can't remember my years blur together, but yeah, it was, it was straight up prison. Um, it, it opened in like the 1800s, you know, like it was an old yeah. prison. Um, and you could tell it was old. Uh, they used to call it the walls because it had a huge rock wall all the way around it with guard towers all the way around it. Um, so anyway, they, they told us we're going to be around prisoners. You know, if a prisoner, um, tries to give us something, don't take it, blah, 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 all the rules. Um, so we said, okay, so we go in and, uh, the, um, first thing we did was we kind of walked around into the, the main entrance and the guy was talking about, you know, this is the intake, you know, area, blah, 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 blah. We go in, nothing's really happened at this point. You know, he just, he's telling us about the prison. He's telling us about, it's called the walls because of the wall and, and they've had some, you know, people there like, uh some kind of gangster and uh there was a famous boxer um i can't remember the name of the guy but i guarantee you could look this up um there was a famous boxer that was there uh and then uh he actually became a, a boxer after he got out of prison um oh yeah so then they take us through the thing and the first thing they did was there was like a half of uh like a half a joint that was like half lit and it was like laying on the stairs that we were going up. Right. Yeah. Um, and me and my buddy noticed it, um, along with a couple other people. Um, we didn't fuck with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so we just kept walking. And when we got to the top of the stairs, the guy says, you know, he, he points back down at it. We, you know, and it was probably a half a rolled cigarette really because it was planted there. Right. <clears throat> but the guy was like, you know, I'm glad nobody decided to try to pick that up. Um, something like that in prison uh, not only can get you more time in prison, but it can also, you know, get you in a, a, a lot more trouble with it than that with the inmates, because maybe an inmate dropped it thinking he was about to get caught with it and plan on picking it back up later type of thing. Right. <clears throat> then the next thing you know, you got this this guy coming at you like, where's where's my shit? Because I saw you pick it up. Um and something like that back then, you know, I mean, a, a doobie yeah. back in those days was cheap, cheap, but in prison it's not, right? So it was a right. big deal. So he talked about that kind of thing. The first kind of 
brush with negativity that I had was we were walking through a uh, <clears throat> cell block. And these were like old old style cells, right? Like they didn't have plexiglass like the newer facilities. Like they were straight up bars with like a rock cell. Um, so was it like when you see in the movies, like there's like just these barred cells down a long corridor? Like was it like yep. one level or was there more cells up a level you could see like in the movies and shit? Or? So it depended where you were at. Like some cell blocks that I saw. <clears throat> that that I that I recall were like there there were multiple levels to this place, but the yeah. cell blocks that they took us in <clears throat> were mostly just like one level, kind of like a, a, a skinny hallway almost down a long corridor, and all the cells were along one side. That's the yeah. that's the cell block that they took us to. I mean, we didn't go through like every cell block. I'm sure. But we will, we definitely walked down this this first one, um, and you know all the inmates are yelling at us and shit. You know, like like that did happen. But they're all in their cells. They're like locked up, so they're yelling at us. And it was like, you know, come in here. I'm gonna make you my bitch and blah blah blah. Whatever, right? <laughs> um, yeah. I remember one guy said something, and uh, he called me fat boy, right? Cause, I mean, <laughs> I've always been a big dude, right? So he was just like, hey, fucking. He was like fat boy he's like you come up in here and i'm gonna make you my bitch and i was like well that might be so but i get to go home tonight that Ooh. was the wrong yeah that was the wrong thing to say that um i, I was a punk kid you know what i mean I, nowhere in the story are you going to hear me say that i was right about anything okay <laughs> um yeah. that didn't play out well that guy flipped out and uh the guard was like told me to basically shut you need to shut the fuck up and we just kept walking and I shut the fuck up. Right. We get to the end of this corridor. We're done with the, the, the prison cells. And the guy tells me, um, that, uh, he said, so later on, we're going to be going through the yard and stuff. And if it's yard time and that guy happens to be out on the yard, there is nothing I can do to keep him from doing something to you. <laughs> right. Like you tell, telling me this shit. I'm like, I'm, I'm a kid, you know? Yeah, in high school, I thought I was a badass, but I'm in prison. I know I'm not like some crazy super badass, you know, with the, right. versus these guys, but I was still a smartass, right? And that's exactly, that's yeah. I didn't take the seriousness of it into effect before I opened my mouth because <laughs> I was a dumbass. Um, but he was telling me, he was like, there's literally nothing we could do to keep that from happening. So you need to watch what you fucking say. Um, and he noticed that me and my buddy were kind of like chuckling back and forth. Right. And he was just like, are you, you guys know each other? We were like, yeah. And immediately they separated us immediately right after that. So we keep walking. Um, they take us to a room and we meet these three guys. Okay. I was told that these three guys started the scared straight program. Um, and up to this point, I believed it. You know what I mean? But then, because I never had any reason to doubt it. But then I did a little looking into the prison um, because I knew it had closed. I didn't know what year it was. And the uh, information I saw on the Internet contradicts what they told me at the time. I just found this out today. Um, those three guys did not start Scared Straight. Scared Straight started in like 1978 or something like that. Um, now, maybe I was half-assed listening and they said they started it at this facility. That could be. Or maybe... 
Maybe they lied. I don't know. Either way, we met these three guys. These three guys were the ones who were going to take us around, not, not guards, prisoners. And they were going to be the ones showing us everything. Okay. Um, so they introduced themselves. One of these guys was like a skinny white dude with long hair. Um, he had murdered his wife and because he was jealous about something. And then he was really upset that that had happened. And then he started thinking about shit. We have a, uh, we have these two kids that are sleeping right now. They're going to grow up without a mother. How could I do that to them? So he killed them too. Oh, wow. uh, yeah. Um, the other guy, he did, he, he like shot somebody in a robbery or something like that. Um, and then there was another guy who, uh, was gang related and he got into some crazy shooting and, um, shot a kid, like a stray bullet shot a kid and it got tracked back to him. He got caught. He's in prison. Um, so those, those were the three guys that were going to be like our chaperones through this prison. Okay. Yeah. Just, just three killers. And we're like, okay. So the whole time the, the resource officer from my school was there. Um, and then the, uh, prison guard that was with us was going to be there. So in the TV show, that's what I was saying. Like, it doesn't match up because in the TV show, you see like hella guards, right? Yeah. 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 And, yeah. No, with us, it was literally the resource officer and one guard. Okay. Damn. Um, and, and, and three, three killers. So we're like, okay. So they're walking us through here. The first thing you notice is like, it's old. Like this place was super old. It wasn't like brick and stuff. It was like the old school rock, like civil war era building. Okay. Um, not a lot of glass, all steel bars, that kind of thing. You notice them. They take us by like the main corridor showing us the prison. Right. And it's like, um, the hallway is like really big and cool looking, you know, like arch architecturally, I guess. If that's a word, I don't think I said that word right, but I don't care. Architecturally, um, I think yes. is what you were looking for. Exactly. Um, you notice the inmates, like some inmates have, uh, you know, just like they said, logos can be like whatever. Um, some inmates would be rocking uh, certain clothes. You know, you would you would notice that, like um, starter brand was a big thing back in the day. Um, so you would see people wearing like starter stuff and things like that. And he yeah, was telling yeah, us yeah. about how they get this, you know, they, they earn money through this, this thing. They, they can have jobs and they have actually a, uh, little factory where they make, um, like office furniture, um, in this, in this prison. So they, you know, could go there, they could work, whatever, and they could buy their own stuff. Um, they was taking us by some of the bathrooms and it wasn't like a bathroom. It was more like a toilet area, right? It was just like yeah. right off the main hallway. It was like maybe a three to four foot high brick wall that was like, you know, maybe 20 feet long. And there would be like toilets and stuff right there, like off the side of the ha hallway. So if you had to take right, a shit, right. you were, you were taking a shit like right there. Anybody walking down the hallway could, could see you taking a shit, right? No privacy whatsoever. The cells were super small. Um, you see them on TV and you're, you know, or TV shows and it's like, I mean, they got room, whatever. No, these things were small, bro. Um, things like that. So then they took us to, uh, the yard. We had to walk through the yard. Um, 
there were prisoners everywhere you know it was like wreck time or whatever because they don't stay locked up constantly um there are certain cell blocks were allowed out certain times they didn't let everybody out at the same time but this is a maximum security prison so <clears throat> it's not like it's not like every prisoner was just roaming free but you they definitely had people out working mopping the floor sweeping doing the trash that kind of thing but then they also had people and you know they it was their yard time so right yeah they walk us through the yard um and they're pointing stuff out and dude we're in this prison yard and it's just like i said it's just us there's and there there was probably i'm gonna say there was 10 of us okay that right. seems like that seems like about a number that i remember something like that so they take us through here um they're they're talking about things well in the midst of this okay uh i didn't notice really you know i think i did but i didn't really pay attention to it but there was a kid there one of the prison guard or, or one of the inmates just a random inmate walked up and was just like you know he handed him this thing and he said something to him well the kid took it right it was like an envelope and the uh guy that the, the guys that were talking were just talking right well what had happened was you know what i'll hold that i'll tell you what happened in a second so we're going through the yard um they're pointing stuff out nothing happened nothing crazy happened there's no inmates like flipping out on us they they were looking at us and shit and pointing you know but yeah. i'm guessing all the inmates knew what was going on they knew why we were there right um and you got to remember there's a huge rock wall around this place with prison guards with guys with sniper rifles right so if something did go down like somebody's going to get shot right they're not that's some real Shawshank Redemption type shit going on around here. Yeah, yeah, dude. It was, it was, it was very surreal, right? Um, it sounds like it. At this point in time, I'm still cracking jokes, you know, and, and yeah, things like that. I'm not, I'm not being disrespectful, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm taking it as a joke, right? Kind of, right. Like, yeah. Like no, nothing's gonna happen, you know what I mean? So they say, okay, well, we're gonna go to the to the factory where the furniture is made so you guys can see that so that's you have to go through the yard to get there so mm -hmm. we walk through the yard and everything they show us all that and then we go down these like crazy creepy looking like rock stairs but it's all it's outside so it's it's just like uh almost like this plot of land that this place was built on kind of like dipped off and they had to make stairs down right we oh, get to the bottom you, yeah. of the stairs um and they tell us that this this right here is called something. It was like, you know, dead man's path or something like that. Um, keep in mind that uh, Missouri State Pen was called like the bloodiest 47 acres in America <clears throat> because of how violent this prison is. Like that, that's oh, that the kind of place fun. I'm in. Yeah, that, that's the kind of place I'm in at the time. Um, so we get to the bottom of these stairs and they tell us about this and they say, uh, you know, the reason it's called this is because this is where most violence or, or a lot of the violence happens is, is this spot right here. The reason being is because this is the one spot in the prison that we know guards can't see us. And the guy looks over at the, the guard that's with us and he's like, right. And the guard's like, yeah, like, yeah, we can't see this area right here. Well, then the guy, one of the guys um, looks at the kid that was handed the envelope, right? And you could tell this was all staged or whatever. 
hindsight, but at the time yeah. we're all we're all youngins, right? So he says, "Hey, uh, I saw my homeboy gave you something. That's for me, right?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, he told me to give it to you after you were done talking." So he hands him this envelope, and the guy's like, "Cool, cool." And he opens the envelope, and it's empty. And he looks at this kid, and he's like, "Where's my shit?" And he's like, "What? Do you, what? <laughs> you know?" He's like, "There's supposed to be money in here. Did you take the fucking money out of my envelope?" And he goes off on this kid, right? And the guards yeah. just letting it happen. And I mean, dude, they took this dude's belt. They they, they took his shoes. Uh, they took everything they could took off of this kid besides making him like in his underwear. They took, right? Dang. And uh, they wouldn't give it back. Like this this kid was shaking, right? He was scared shitless. Um, scared straight. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. He he, oh, he, was, he was but the thing is though, I knew this kid and he was not a criminal, man. Like he smoked uh, a little bit of grass, you know what I mean? Uh yeah. he was not the kind of kid that should have been at Scared Straight. So he was fucking terrified. Um and they stand there with all of his stuff and they they would not give his shit back. Um and he was telling them, he was just like, you know, after a while. Like, I'll skip ahead a little bit. So after a while, they gave him his shit back, right? And he was just like, look, he was like, this is why you were told when you first got here, if an inmate hands you something, you do not take it because that's the, exactly the kind of shit that's going to happen. This guy owes me money. So instead, he says, hey, you give this envelope or whatever to him. When I get it, there's nothing in it. And then he fucking puts it on you and says that, it, that you took it. Right. So now I'm coming after you for my shit because I think you took my stuff. So he, you know, that that's kind of how yeah. that played out. Right. Which, which makes sense. Like why, why would I, I don't even know why the kid took the envelope really. That's, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, I would have been like, nah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good. Nah, I'm good. Nah, nah, I don't want that. Well, I, I would just bust it out right there. Like, Hey man, he's got something for you. Like I'm uh, no, um, but I think that's kind of, I hate to use the word street smarts, but it's kind of street smarts, right? Like, yeah. Um, you, I realized uh, later on in our journey, I guess we'll call it. I, I, I realized the, the severity of where I was at pretty, pretty quickly into it. But I was a smart ass little punk, so I, I was cracking jokes. But I still realized, like, I know where I'm at right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, this dude killed his wife and two kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm standing like three feet from him. So it is what it is. But yeah, so that happened. The kid fucking was distraught. And uh, anyway, we, we continue our journey, right? The kid still ain't got his belter shoes at this point. We continue our journey. Um, we get to the building. They're making furniture, dude. It's just a bunch of inmates doing a job, you know, and they're making like office furniture kind of stuff. Um, they, uh, we're talking about the tools and things like that. So the way that all works is like you can grab a tool, but they have it all like chalked out. Right. So like it's super easy to see if there's not a tool in its spot, basically. Um, all of the tools have to be back before anybody can leave. So if a tool goes missing, nobody's leaving that fucking spot until it's found. Kind of. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. 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 Um, so then after that, um, they just kind of explained it all to us. And that's how a lot of inmates were making their, their money to buy stuff. Cause I mean, they had like little TVs in their cells and yeah. you, you know, you could buy hot plates and 
um it wasn't as strict as what i can what i see on like tv these days you know they don't some of these places don't let prisoners really have shit but this place i mean this is back sounds like you're in like the minimum security side or something maybe there is no minimum security in missouri state prison oh um it's just a maximum security prison in the 90s you know i got you i got you fam um but it's not like a super max or anything like that yeah yeah it's an old prison, you know what I mean? Straight up ass prison. <laughs> yeah, it's just a straight up prison. Um, things are a little different now, though. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what you're allowed at every prison. Every prison probably has its own rules, but regardless, um, e- even today, there's commissary in prisons. You know what I mean? Where you can buy yeah. stuff in commissary. Like, that's a thing. Um, just It's just what can you buy at different facilities? <clears throat> mm-hmm. So... Anyway, we go on. Um, Missouri State Penitentiary had a gas chamber. They took us in there, and it was just like... Uh, Over the vibes. So this story gets real bizarre. This is, this, is when, this is when things got real for me, okay? Oh, I got you. Uh, so it was like a... I'm going to try to recall it the best I can by memory. It was like a small kind of building that we walked into and there was, I want to say like three rooms that I can remember. Um, there was like one big room where the chamber was and it was, it was literally like a man. I want to say it, there's no, really no way for me to describe it. I can't remember exact details, but I can remember that it was, it was pretty old looking, you know what I mean? Um, and there was just a chair, just one chair in the middle. And, there was like another area where you could like see into the chamber, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it, it was like sealed. Right. Um, I'm you. guessing that's for like, cause executions have witnesses and things. Right. Yeah. Um, and then they also had to have like a place in that building to like actually start pumping the gas and whatever else they do. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So they uh, had us all go in the gas chamber. Like we actually stood in the gas chamber. Right. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so that was that that was okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but they were talking about the people that they've executed and um to this day you can go to the Missouri State Penitentiary website and you can see everybody that was executed. Um they didn't execute a whole lot of people after like a certain date. Like since like the sixties, I think there was only one one dude that was executed, I think. But they yeah. didn't tell us that at the time. Like I you know, they they made it seem like they fucking be executing motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Uh, um, and what did I know? The you know, the internet didn't fucking exist for me. You know, yeah. how would how, how was I gonna fact check? I couldn't pull right. out my phone and, and Google this shit. So I just took them for their word, right? But I made some some kind of remark or I laughed about something he said or something. Um, and he was like, Come here. So I went over there and he was kind of standing in front and that dude put his fucking hand in my chest and shoved me back down into this chair. Right. So like the chair. Yeah. The chair, like the gas wow. chamber chair. Like he pushed me into the chair and he got in my face a little bit, which is like, how would you like it? If I was the last fucking thing you saw before it lights out, you know, he was, he was like, what would you, would you be making this, you know, a joke if I was putting a bag over your head right now and you would be dead in 30 seconds. You know, and I was, that's when it got fucking real. And I was yeah. just like, 
like, damn, this motherfucker ain't playing. You know what I mean? Right. I, I don't even remember saying anything super crazy. Like I was just kind of like chuckling about it. You know what I mean? Cause it was a joke. Yeah. Um, like, bro, like I'm not going to go into like things that I did to deserve to, to go through this. Right. Yeah. But I wasn't a hardened criminal. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So to me up to this point, I was just like, this is dumb. You know what I mean? Um, but I kind of brought this on myself at the same time because I wasn't forced to go to scared straight. Okay. I will tell you that, but I thought yeah. of it as, as, as kind of a, a joke. So I, I was, I didn't fight it, you know? Yeah. What I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, they, uh, so that happened. Um, and then, uh, after that, they, man, I think the next thing we did was we, they took us all to a room at the end of the day. Um, cause by now, like we've been there for a long time. Right. Right. Um, they said, did, us in a did room. they make you guys eat the uh, cafeteria food? Uh, you know, I tried to remember that, um, a few minutes ago because at some point I know we ate lunch, but I can't, I know we definitely did not eat in like the prison cafeteria. I know that didn't happen. I cannot remember if we ate prison food or if we brought our lunch. Um, I, I can't remember. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. Um, but I know we did. We didn't eat in the cafeteria or anything like that. So I, I just can't remember what we did for lunch. A lot. A lot was happening. Lunch was not the important part of my day. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so anyway, they took us to a room and they had us set in a circle, and they uh, had these three guys basically go more into detail about their crimes, why they did it, why they thought they were doing it, um, what they've, what they regret, you know, you know, telling their story or whatever. And then they was going around the room and, uh, they, they went around the room and basically had everybody, you know, talk about why they do what they do, you know, and like, kind of like their thought process on, on, what what their activities are and why they think it's okay and or if or if they think it's okay um and uh i remember this other kid that i also knew um and they uh asked him why he was there and he said i got caught smoking pot right and he said well he's like don't you love your parents and the kid was like what well, keep in mind, I fucking know this kid, and I happen to know that he smoked pot with his parents. Okay? <laughs> so, they they basically broke this kid down and told him that because he smoked pot, he must not love his parents because pot leads into all these other things. And, you know, uh, since he was traveling down that road and his parents, you know, do all they do for him, he obviously doesn't love his parents, right? And like this kid started crying and shit. It was just like, you know, I fucking love my parents Damn. kind of thing. And and they were just like, no, you don't. And it was, dude, it was super bizarre to me, like knowing this kid. And I'm just like, of course I'm keeping my fucking mouth shut. Cause I just got pushed into the gas chamber chair. But, but, uh, oh, yeah. I'll you know, that. yeah. So I like, I knew him and I knew that he had smoked pot with his parents. Um, I knew his parents. I'd been to this kid's house. Right. Yeah, and it was just like super bizarre to me that 
these people were telling him the stuff that they were telling him. And it was also bizarre to me that he let that get to him enough for him to cry, knowing that whatever he just, you know, he should have just, he should have just let it slide off his back. You know what I mean? Like yeah, these guys yeah, obviously yeah. didn't know what they were talking about at that point about that subject. Maybe, I, I don't know. Somehow they, you know, cause you know, marijuana in the nineties, it's a gateway, right? Oh, um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I got to speech a lot. Yeah. So if you, if you smoked a little bit of, uh, a little bit of grass back in the day, um, you're going to end up in prison or dead. You know, so that's the mentality they were talking to him. And we, of course, we all knew growing up in the 90s that it was bullshit. It was just something they were saying, right? Yeah, yeah. But he let it get to him and whatever. Um, they got to me and I told them some of the stuff that I'd been caught doing. And they were just like, they tried the same thing, you know, like, you know, don't you think your parents want more from you or whatever or more for you? And I was just like, well, yeah. You know, of course, you know, but I don't believe what I did or have done has anything to do with my love for my parents kind of thing. And then I was being real stubborn, dude. I wasn't I wasn't going to be that kid. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so they just kind of like brushed over me and on my way I went. Um, so they went around the circle. They, that's what everybody says. They did whatever. Um, talk to people. And then that was about the end of the day, man. They. uh put us on the back on the bus um i smoked a cigarette in the parking lot because we went out to the the bus and um the officer that took us had to go back to the front for something um so we were like you know like who's got cigarettes right well somebody had stashed them on the bus on the way in so we all sit there and smoked a cigarette and then we saw him coming we put the cigarettes away and we got on the bus and then I came home and uh, I would say that that made some kind of an impact on my life. And maybe it has. I mean, I'm still not a hardened criminal. You know, I never was really a hardened criminal. Yeah. Um, I've done some things and I'm, I'm, you know, typical teenager stuff. I've gotten yeah. some trouble, but um, I don't think I was ever really on the road to being a hardened criminal. So I, I don't yeah. know if it did anything for me or not, except give me a really surreal experience that not a lot of people get to have, especially in the place that I was like, I couldn't think of a better prison than, than the one that I went to because it was such an old place. Like it made it look yeah. like you said, dude, it made it look like Shawshank redemption. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but they, they closed it in 2004 and built a new one. Um, and then, uh, they, uh, call it the like Missouri state corrections now or something like that. But mm. till this day, the Missouri state penitentiary, you can still go down there and take like ghost tours and shit. Like so many people have died there because it was such a violent place that it's supposedly like one of the most haunted places in the U S. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. Yeah. You can do that and you can go on like overnight ghost tours and stuff. So yeah, that was kind of, uh, that was my experience, man. Um, to the best that I could recall. So, you got any questions or anything you need me to clarify on or what? No, I, don't, I feel like you nailed it, dude. Like, uh, I, I got a really good picture of what the hell happened. It sounds like to me, like, instead of, like, 
scaring you straight or whatever like it just solidified something subconsciously to you or whatever like yeah i ain't i'm not built like that i'm not this ain't this ain't the life i'm trying to be you know what i mean it like was like yeah maybe I, subconsciously man yeah. but like i i really did not give it any any conscious thought you know what i mean i i took most of it as a joke like i just thought it yeah like i mean it was cool to see like that was the thing for me like it was it was it was cool to see um i don't think i deserved being pushed into the gas chamber chair by a man who obviously has never executed anyone in his life yeah um you know but (laughs) whatever you know i mean i was i was a smart ass so i'm sure i was irritating to them um but uh that was the only point in the whole thing where i was kind of like like damn (laughs) you know yeah even when they were taking this kid's shoes and belt dude i was just thinking not me like no i would not i would have had a completely different reaction yeah um um i know that uh i could not take on three hardened criminals at the age of 14 but Buddy, you're not taking my fucking belt and my shoes. Yeah, my without, shoes. No, no, no. Sorry. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> you, you might take them, but you're not you're not going to just get them. You know what I mean? It's going to um, get real awkward for everybody if you try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, none of us are going to have a good time here. Well, they may have because I would have, you know, they would have chewed me up and spit me out, really, you know, real talk. But, I mean, maybe they would have enjoyed it. You know, I don't know. But, uh yeah that i i was just like man when this kid started shaking and he was crying a little bit because he was scared to death uh and he was like dude he, he he didn't hesitate you know like that dude was in his face like give me your motherfucking belt boom he's taking his belt off instantly like give me them fucking shoes too i'm like jesus christ nah, like, nah bro nah. nah nah i would have been like nope not happening that dude would have had to take him um, and he would have, you know what I mean? There's no question. I'm not, I'm not saying like, oh, I would have beat this. No, that dude would have taken my shit. Um, but like he would have had to have taken it, you know, that's just the mindset I had. I mean, to, to this day, dude, ain't nobody taking nothing of mine without, without a fight. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Absolutely. It is it dude. Is. That's, that's just a principal thing though. That's not a criminal thing. That's yeah. not, that's not me being in a criminal mindset. That's me being in a me mindset. Like you're not taking right. my stuff, bro. You know, exactly like you fucking did a drive-by and shot a kid that's why you're in here i i got caught doing you know whatever i didn't shoot nobody <laughs> i don't even own a gun at this point you know so it is what it is but uh yeah so that was scared straight man completely different than i saw scared straight for the first time on tv uh oh i saw i i, I knew it was on tv but i never watched it because i'd been through scared straight right so i was just like yeah whatever but then I saw an episode a few years back, and I was just like, "This is nothing like what I went through." You know what I mean? Like you see that shit, and I'm just like, "Bro, I would just stand there with a stand there, like, because you, you can't do nothing." You know what I mean? It's not like you could fight right, back. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, that's what they want you to do in, in the scared straight that's on TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're they're giving you every opportunity. They're like agging you on, trying to get you to do something, and then they're going to arrest you. 
Right. You know yeah. what I mean? That's what they're going to do. You're not just going to get away with it. They're going to arrest you for assault on a corrections officer. That's what's going to happen. It's a fucking dude. The, the scare straight that I saw on TV, maybe it works for some kids. You know what I mean? Maybe it does. I have no idea, but I'm telling you right now, it w what I saw on TV would have done the opposite for me of what I feel like scared straight should be intended to do. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, that's my story on scared straight, man. It was a, it was a, it was a, it was a time, you know? So have you ever known anybody else that went through scared straight? No, no. Um, me neither. There was not me so the where there. I was geographically in Alabama, there was the only thing was like a, there was like a juvenile detention center and I they took I, I was taken there by like a caseworker I had while I was in foster care and shit. And I mean cuz I was I was being a shithead admittedly at the time. Um uh, but Where'd they did, I didn't I didn't they just took me over there and like I didn't go around any of the the inmates or whatever you wanted to call them. I just like they took me in there and kind of showed me around a little bit and was like, look, if, you know, this is where you're headed, basically. I mean, it was like a half-hour ordeal, but um, we I wasn't geographically close to any prisons where I lived at in Alabama growing up, so I don't I don't think we were close enough to one to have that option, but um, I just, like, for me, man, my scared straight was, like, just people telling me all the time that... Uh, You've got more potential than this. Uh, you're, you know, you're smarter. You're too smart to be making these choices. Da 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 da. da. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. like <laughs> I, I feel know. like you know, you you probably had some things, dude. I I don't think you were as bad of a kid as I was, though, man. Like I, well, I, I was, just I just dude, my, I hung it was, around it was with to a point kids where I got in trouble, and I was always in trouble by association. And then sometimes mm. I'd let them amp me up, and but to be a part of the group, I would you know I would throw yeah. rocks at windows too, or whatever the fuck we were doing, you know. So yeah, I was always in trouble by association. I was never the full blown guilty party for sure. Yeah, no, I, I mean I I was. Dude, I put my parents through a lot of stress, man. A lot of yeah, stress. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it was to the point where my dad was was he was ready to put me in like military academy kind of thing. Yeah. Um, because what else could they do, man? You know, I mean, my my parents were really great parents. Um, and they just did everything they could think to do, and they were at. I feel like they were at their uh, wits' end, you know. So yeah, I, thank God I never went to the military academy. <laughs> I don't think that would have yeah. been a great time, but uh, you know, it was what it was. But the scared straight thing, I don't, I, I don't think it necessarily did a whole lot for me, really. You know, I mean, I got to see some cool shit. I got to meet some crazy fucking dudes, um, and I got to see the inside of the prison system. But that's about it, really. You know, um, so whatever. Anyway. Yeah. So that's that story. What do you want to talk about next week, man? I don't know. I don't know. I uh, you sent me I don't... A, you sent me a link uh, to check out. It, what's up with that? Oh, well, who, it's just who, about like um, like missing persons and stuff. Like uh, it's just a YouTube channel I just recently stumbled on. That's mostly seems to be about missing persons, and I've seen quite a few documentaries and. Uh, read some blurbs and stuff. 
about missing persons. There's this guy named uh, David Politis. Uh, he was he was he was a, he's like a retired police detective, and then he got into uh, like I think he was trying to either find or just he just got into Bigfoot, and in the midst of getting into Bigfoot stuff, he started finding all of these missing persons reports that had a bunch of really weird. Oh, uh, bad. I, I don't want to know anymore. I don't want to know anymore. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So basically, he just redirected his focus from Bigfoot to missing persons, and he he like it's the he same did thing. A, yeah, he <laughs> did a super super deep dive and came up with this real big theory on it. Not what what's happening, but hey, this data is weird. We need to figure this out. Yeah, I'll, I'll check that link out that you sent me, um, so I know something about it, and then yeah, let's talk. Yeah, about he's that. done that a few. He's done cool. a few documentaries. I'll send you some links and stuff. Uh, all right. Well, don't forget to hit us up at uh, Twitter.